For episode 38 of the World Triathlon Podcast, we welcome Joe Brown to the show, ahead of what should be another very special weekend of racing with the Lisbon World Cup and Mixed Relay Olympic qualification event. With the likes of Australia, France, Britain and the USA already assured their places in Tokyo as the format makes its Olympic debut, the stage is set for the likes of Belgium, Brazil, Spain and of course Joe's Canada to book their relay squad a spot on that pontoon. And here's Jana Brown dialing in from Lisbon. Oh, what have you done? Um, I broke my nose. Yeah. It, uh, when? In Yokohama. During the race? Right before, actually. I mm. um, was doing some starts with Kirsten Casper. And I dove in. And I went way too close to her. And it was my own fault. And her elbow came straight back. Hit me right in the bridge of the nose. I heard the crack and the crunch. And of course, they're passing us like they wanted us to wear masks before the race. Huh. So they're passing me masks and they're like, you have to put the mask on. I was like, I can't. I'm bleeding. And I put the mask on. So I kept bleeding from that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I started the race. Whoa. Well, welcome back to the blue carpet. Yeah. I mean, a great reintroduction. I couldn't ask for more. Mm. Um, luckily, I think it's pretty much straight. Um, I got a little curve up in the top, but wow. otherwise... It's all right. Pianek. Yeah. I do wonder, like, when you're all kind of piling in on top of each other after the first lap and going back in, does that, you know, to the naked eye, it looks like you're on top of each other, but obviously by the time someone's in, they've already sort of swept away. But does that, is that a thing? Does that happen quite a lot? Land on an ankle or someone kicking away or, because also like you could go in deep and then obviously not be as far ahead. There's, there's, a, there's a wealth of different uh, approaches, should we say. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, some people, myself included, are capable of diving surprisingly diagonal, you know, <laughs> when you think it'd be quite straightforward to just dive straight. Um, so there's a lot of chaos and just rumbling that happens at the start. And of course, everybody knows the story once you get to a buoy. And... Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, yeah, I, I sort of want to ask how it was being back elbow to elbow with everyone anyway, but um, yeah. <laughs> that was... Uh... Loved it. No, it was, um, it was interesting. Like I took 19 months off of racing. My last IT race was Lausanne yeah. in, in 2019. Um, and then I pretty much took 2020 and just, you know, lived my life. Mm. And, um, I actually lived in Bend, Oregon, um, with my best friend in an RV for about eight weeks. And we were just heaven yeah mountain biking um did some running and stuff but i kind of i think like a lot of athletes once the um delay to the olympics was announced um and we're going in canada we're going through lockdowns and quarantines and Mm -hmm. everything just a bit chaotic um my best friend chelsea called me and she was like like what do we do you know and after having chased the olympics for so long and um you know i was living in the uk i was living in bath um and I left my apartment, I left my car, like left my whole life, went back to Canada, quarantined. Um, I think like everybody else kind of thought, you know what, this will be over, you know, in a few months. And it just kind of kept snowballing. Um, and then I think I spent about 12 weeks at home, thereabouts, the Olympics had been delayed. Um, I was pretty lost. And Chelsea was just like, let's go on an adventure. So we did, we drove the entire um, coast from Seattle down to California. Uh, we did some van trips. Uh, nice. We just kind of like hung out. 
we didn't really think about triathlon. It was awesome. And then, yeah, this year kind of redialed, we got, got focused in again, um, kind of started November and I was like, okay, it's time to train. I can't, you know, just hang out in the forest and have beers. So mm-hmm. kind of started training again in November and here we are, it's May and we did a race. Has it been quite hectic? I mean, the, the travel to Yokohama and all of that obviously was quite unusual anyway. Like, so to have had such a long time out and for the first race to have so much around it, did like, was that all getting a bit much or were you sort of ready to, to dive into it as well? I can kind of imagine it getting quite stressful. Yeah, I actually forgot, completely forgot how to fly. Like five hours into my long haul, I was so bored. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, geez, how did I ever do this? And yeah. like 10 times a year we were flying across the world. Um, but yeah, it was definitely uh, pretty, a bit hectic before the race, like with getting all the visas and getting all that organized. Um, and I mean, I was just so grateful and impressed that the Japanese LOC was able to host because um, I feel like it's it was such a to train and getting us, you know, buses to venues so that we could run and swim and um, hats off to them because they did an incredible job. But it was definitely a cha- like a chaotic week of just like being isolated in your hotel room and either being on a bus or um, it is funny though, like if for no reason it feels like we were there a lot longer than we actually were. And uh, when I left, Japan and I, I threw, flew through Frankfurt and I saw a sandwich and I was like oh my god I, it's been years since I've had a sandwich I had to buy one I wasn't even hungry but I just wanted a sandwich <laughs> yeah but well, yes and I mean I suppose it's kind of testament to how you all got on with it that you know even from afar and knowing that it was definitely not easy sort of good good vibes being sort of going down the wires and I actually despite having being able to see all the I don't really want to be there like you know, yeah. you know what now you like saying that it was it was good vibes like I just everybody was in pretty good spirits and yeah. we just kind of all got it done and um I was pretty fortunate like my bubble included like the um the British athletes and the Australian athletes and like everybody was just it was fine we were pretty chipper and mm-hmm. um it was a, it was actually a really fun week who were your immediate neighbors hotel room wise was it, i mean or did they even have to like keep gaps between hotel rooms no no we had we were we had neighbors but you definitely if you went in the hallway you had to wear a mask right um and you're only really supposed to go out there if you wanted to take your garbage out mm-hmm. um but i had my um my teammate to my right, Emily Kretz. Mm-hmm. And then across from me, I had Claire Michelle. Mm-hmm. And I think Yella Heens was also across from me. Okay. So the Belgians and so the, the Belgian Canadian sort of yeah. clash there. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't, I think I saw them once. Yeah. Because a lot of times we would just, you had to rendezvous in front of the elevators and you had to take individual country elevators down so you couldn't be in the elevator with a different country um so i'd see them for a few seconds before we'd take the elevator down get on the bus and then head to the venue so apart from like not having much entertainment on the airplane did you at least remember some stuff that you could get out when you got your bags and things and keep you busy in the hotel room yeah i mean i had to call a mechanic i didn't even know how to build my bike anymore (laughs) (laughs) no it was uh 
I actually was not really bored ever there. We spent a lot of time on buses, like I said, and um, I thought that it was going to be, you know, three days of isolation and not getting to see a single human being and mm. forgetting how to speak English because I was just on my own. But um, yeah, it was fine. We saw lots of people, um, had masks on the whole time, and there wasn't really that much time to be bored, to be honest. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, good snacks. Hella was very, very happy with like remembering to take oats with him. Uh, and I sort of have a vision of like a kind of situation where everyone's like bartering. It's like, oh, if you give me some crisps, you can have a couple of cookies or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I suppose you couldn't actually do that. So no. No, I mean, I did bring some pretty good snackos. Uh-huh. I was very prepared. I think I flew up on the way out. Um, I flew with like almost 10 kgs of food. What? A bit more. Snacks and, mm-hmm. you know, peanut butter rice i brought a little rice cooker that's like collapsible so it's this really cool little nifty invention um mm-hmm. but yeah i just brought some comfort foods that could mix it up a bit so you so you left england what like uh early last year sort of just after it all kicked off did you was that in March? yeah yeah and and so after and um, what was your your last race of 2019 Lausanne. Lausanne. Okay. So you'd already sort of said, right, from Lausanne, I'm going to, that, that's, that's it for that season. But yep. obviously 2020 was supposed to start what, where in Abu Dhabi or? Uh, yeah, we actually, so I was with the British team in Australia. Uh, yeah. um, we went to Burley um, in the beginning of 2024, um, a training camp. Mm-hmm. And I actually, funnily enough, I flew through Hong Kong in the peak of the pandemic i didn't know it at the time um but we flew through hong kong went to australia spent nine weeks there um and then flew back to the uk uh, which was the plan originally anyways um but yeah my first race was going to be excuse me bermuda in uh 2020 right and then yeah kind of in march stuff started kicking off and uh we realized that everything was going to be canceled and I think once the first few races got canceled, it was kind of like a waterfall effect. And um, so, yeah, left the UK, went back to Canada. Canada it was. And then uh, adventures in the United States of America. Well, yeah. Are, are you missing anything about England? I mean, you know, talking about, you know, the truly like a chocolate hobnob would have been something you would have paid <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what are those squidgy uh, saurines? Yeah. Oh my God, I miss them so much. (laughs) You're just teasing me now. I said that in a cup of tea. Don't want to make you feel too uh, homesick, but no. I love, I honestly, I could live in the UK for the rest of my life. (laughs) I loved it so much. And Indy and I had like the cutest little apartment in Bath. Yeah, it's beautiful. Right on the canal. Mm. You can go riding and get lost for hours. And just, you'd never see the same road twice. And I just missed like scones and cafe stops there and tea. Um, I swear the food tastes better in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I do miss the UK. I just, I felt so at home there. Oh, and and yeah. Well, I wanted to mention at some point, obviously, you you know, your best buddies with Chelsea and spent a lot of time with her. Uh, So Chelsea's, uh, post-race interview from Leeds that was obviously like you know one of the moments from the triathlon live that did quite well in the vote there yeah uh, you know was that sort of 
indicative of the kind of conversations you would be having on in this van <laughs> ride of sort of you know some pretty out there stuff or was that basically due to post-race adrenaline as well i think she is certifiably insane you know <laughs> she just she is i love she's my favorite person in the whole world like i love her and um we've had some amazing chats we've had some really big fights we've talked about everything that you could ever talk about and uh i literally i think we celebrated a few days ago that woody had spent pretty much a year 365 days not being separated by more than six feet like we we were hip to hip for for all of covid and like she got me through so much um yeah she's crazy though and there's never a dull moment i can assure you of that (laughs) and amazing to have someone like that when you're traveling around and you know must make an enormous difference to you and being able to you know I mean, you know, you obviously love what you do, right? But having someone that that obviously enhances the whole thing, no? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one thing that throughout my career I've learned so much is that as much as I love triathlon and I love competing and I love representing my country, it's the people, 100%, you know? And not even from the same country as you. Like, I have some amazing Canadian teammates that I'll love for the rest of my life, but um, some of the people that I've met on the circuit and um, just that you'd be able, you've been able to share things with and that understand the experience and the training and what you go through. And um, yeah, it's unreal. It's just like this bond that I think um, has made all the difference and it has made me love what I do. And yeah, it just, this is the people more than anything. You learn that over time. Mm, Amazing. There's someone hammering my door down, downstairs. Uh, Sorry about this. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Honestly, like it's working from home. It doesn't get any easier. 18 months <laughs> in or whatever. And it's like, oh, livery. Thanks very much. It was the police, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 But it was the Froom police. So they just come around with a biscuit and I come for a chat. Hello. You're all right. <laughs> oh, okay then. Have a good time. I think I saw your window slightly open three weeks ago. I just wanted to check you were all right. Yeah, fine. Oh, Did any rain get in? <laughs> Um, oh, I just run up the stairs. I need a moment. Oh, to... Yeah, you just settle yourself there. Yeah, thanks. It's, um, off season hasn't been kind. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Too many saurine takes. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> um, yes, right. So where were we? Lovely people, Chelsea in a van. So um, you're from Carp. Correct. 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 Nailed it. So I was, I was kind of looking through to see, I mean, it kind of, I think it was on your bio that it said carp and I was like, ah, oh, interesting. I'll see which, which would you consider your home race of this year, Edmonton or Montreal? Obviously I've been to Canada. I should have known that one's a 40 hour drive and the other's two hour drive away, but, uh. mm-hmm. um, so the, <laughs> so if you, if you Google carp, the first image that comes up isn't necessarily like the most exciting picture in the world. I don't oh, do know. Tell me what comes up when you Google carp? Well, <laughs> you see that? Oh yes, that's a Defen bunker. Yeah. Yes. I Our claim to fame. It's yeah. um. <laughs> <laughs> you are you not impressed? 
Well, it, it just seemed like a, a an unlikely thing to sort of have as your as your iconic. Yeah, um, but... I mean, when you have a town that's named after bottom feeding fish, huh. you know, you don't really strive for too much in life. But <laughs> <laughs> no, we um, are home to the Deep and Bunker, which is because we're basically 45-ish minutes kind of from downtown Ottawa in the Parliament buildings. Mm -hmm. um, so during the Cold War era, it, it was the emergency evacuation site for the Prime Minister uh, in case of nuclear bombs. Holy cow. Yeah. So. And that was the best they could come up with for the Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, listen, we'll build you a shelter. Okay. So that means that's just the entrance and that actually goes down into some luxurious palatial underground luxury maybe not a word that we can attribute to okay. it i actually i they've turned it into i don't know if you guys have them in the uk i think you do now escape rooms mm. yes yeah so there's a deep you, you kind of walk through um this massive tunnel echoey giant cold um and you kind of go down a few levels and then they've turned the deep bunker into an escape room now so you can actually it's really cool you can walk through it an authentic Cold War escape room. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what it's doing now. They did, it was, I, I don't want to like, um, you know, upset the people of CARP by making claims that aren't true, but I believe it was flooded at one point because right. um, they weren't going to use it anymore. And then they've like reconditioned everything, um, turned it into a museum escape room. Uh, but it's really cool. It's kind of, uh, it is eerie. It kind of feels like you're on the lower decks of a ship. Hmm. Um, and there's all like the doors that are sealed um, and there's a whole bunch of like conference rooms and uh, map rooms and stuff and they have radios and all that cool stuff so it's um, kind of a cool experience to walk through it. So are you still you still have family there and you know is your yeah. heart still there kind of you know I suppose I mean it's obviously not the most rural place in Canada but it's still <laughs> a small town and to go from there to like you know traveling the world and stuff was that like a fairly yeah, they, they don't live in the Deepen Bunker, but they do live in Carp. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, um, I left home when I was fairly young. Um, I went to University of Guelph, Ontario, which everybody has a really hard time pronouncing and spelling. Um, but it's just south of Toronto. And I left when I was 17. Um, but my family still does live in Carp, Ontario. Um, and my parents are there as well. So when uh, COVID happened and I went home I went back to Carp mm -hmm. um, and it is it's a super small town um, it's got pretty much a bakery a library and um, a convenience store and that's about it we have no traffic lights you know it's just kind of like <laughs> quiet um, it's not as charming as Bath but it is beautiful kind of out in the country it does get a lot colder though than Bath um, mm -hmm. you know like you get the sub 40 like the wind punches you in the face winter days. Yeah, um, freeze your hair. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You can throw a cup of glass of water um, out in the air and it'll freeze instantly. Um, but yeah, it, that'll always be home for me. I think um, Carp and uh, my parents still have a house out there and um, lots of space and it is beautiful. Um, but I've definitely, I think ever since I was young, wanted to live somewhere else and um, I mean, I've done a good job of living all over the world so far. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it is always nice to head back there. Mm. Will they be going to Montreal to watch? You know, are they your parents? 
yeah, it depends on, of course, what the um, spectator situation is like. But um, they, every time I've competed in the Montreal um, World Cup or WTS, they've been there. Um, they try to make it out to as many Canadian races as they can. So they've been to Edmonton. They've been to Kelowna when there was a race there as well. Um, and I think they have been to pretty much every world championships I've been to as well. So they were in Switzerland last year. Um, and yeah, my parents are amazing, super supportive. Um, and they always, uh, try to make it out to as many competitions as they can. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, the <clears throat> Lausanne was a, was a pretty amazing atmosphere as well, wasn't it? Like generally, obviously to have your parents there would have been really nice, but just the hordes of folk around and the, the general kind of atmos was pretty, pretty lively. It was beautiful. I mm. liked it a lot. I mean, we did, we, our hotel was like up that hill. So brutal we, hill. Like, oh, brutal, hated it. Um, <laughs> we had to take like the tram or train or whatever up the hill to go to the hotel. But the, I mean, what a beautiful city, eh? It was gorgeous. Mm. Um, back to racing then. All right. Yes. Um, Yokohama obviously like must have been a thrill to be back on that start line as well. Uh, so long. Like, yeah. What, what? How were you actually sort of feeling? Was there like more nerves than usual, or just well, apart from yeah, I suppose you had other things to think of. Yeah, other than breaking my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No, I I was. I actually wasn't nervous. It's kind of, I don't think your body ever forgets how to race. Mm. Um, and I mean, I've been doing this for 12 years now. Um, geesh, it's a long time, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I kind of was just like ready to, to get in there again. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I'd been training really well down. I was living in Tucson, Arizona for the last six months, actually. Um, just had a super consistent block of training with Chelsea Burns. Lionel Sanders was there, mm -hmm. long course, yeah, Canadian. Heather Jackson, another long course Canadian. Paula Finley, now I'm just name dropping all my friends. Um, <laughs> makes me sound cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we. I just was like, all right, let's see what goes. I'll huck it and who knows. But um, I had kind of, it'd been funny. I'd been joking around with my coach um, and he had said something about how thir I was going to finish 13th or something. I'm not sure, we were joking. And then sure enough, I finished 13th and I was like, this is your fault. Yeah, but the race was good. It was um, definitely some rusty transitions. God, I sound like such a triathlete. A transition, well, not I mean, I, I did, they, 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 you had, you know, T1 was slow as they got. Yeah, yeah I think I was last place. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just you know, having a look through some stats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these are the sort of talking points I try and, you know, is, is she known for being a slow transitioner? Yeah. <laughs> So do you generally try to shame your guests or is this just me? <laughs> yeah, it was awful, to be honest. I like had a chat with Katie in T1 um, and uh, I struggled so much with my helmet. I'm making excuses now, but it was awful. I was, I was in there for, I had a cup of tea. <laughs> uh, I had a few minutes to just sit down and then I got on my bike. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, well yeah i suppose those are the sort of things that yeah like you know that that is the race rustiness right there isn't it yeah i really i mean i should have spent more time just walking around picking up my helmet and putting it on um but i just that felt a bit excessive so i was like i'll try it for the first time today <laughs> fingers and thumbs just yeah, um buckle 
and, and like you know the the sort of post race and everything and and getting out of there and so straight to lisbon seemed obviously like the sensible thing to do yeah why not yeah i was hoping actually i'd fly all the way around the world it seemed uh like why not i'm already up in the air so i might as well just keep going yeah. but i think i will complete the full circle when i go back to the u.s um but yeah no i just kind of the post race was pretty smooth i mean the japanese are very organized mm. so you know we finished we hung out for a little bit got a pcr test went and packed our bikes and then before i knew it i was on a bus and i was going to europe for sandwiches and looking ahead to, to lisbon obviously you're not doing the individual race no no sir mixed relay all the way mixed relay all the way yeah this is kind of our well it's not kind of it is our last opportunity to qualify a team um for the relay for the olympics so we're just full in for friday mixed team relay team canada um so yeah i'm just doing that and then i'll finish off my last kind of block of training and obviously yeah i mean without your sort of australia's and gb's and stuff there it's top three you've got to finish to guarantee the place right so yes sir any um any scoops on the rest of your team lineup is it strictly under wraps yeah i can't share that information i'm really sorry it's highly confidential um i know you know some of the teams looking pretty good the belgians got their a team um i know that there's there's some swiss athletes that are rolling up um so there's gonna be some strong teams out there it's not gonna be easy um yeah we'll see how it goes but like you said without the french and the aussies who and the americans like powerhouses of the relay um it will probably change the dynamic a little bit so i am really curious to see uh, how it all shakes out mm. What's your usual? Would you be a, a number one or a number three going out there? I'm normally a number three or, you know, I kind of like the scene to be set. And then I'm like, okay, what chips do we have left? You know, play the rest of the cards. Um, kind of the more like TT on the bike type spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my, you know, that's where I'm comfortable, but you have to be versatile. So um you can i don't know we'll see what happens on the week on friday not the weekend um but yeah no there's um advantages definitely to having um like a faster swimmer in the first leg um but then there's also advantages to having someone who can push the bike in the run on the first leg so we'll see. and that sort of distance as far you know obviously montreal is going to be super sprint as well what's your what's your sort of take on that are you like is, is it something that will suit you do you reckon is that a new you know mixing it up or are you kind of like well actually we just need more standard <laughs> distance thanks very much <laughs> no I think it's so cool to mix it up honestly I've um, been fortunate to do some super league races um, and do in the relay and I mean it's cool it's cool for us too instead of just like the standard sprint and olympic and um, I think the biggest draw is definitely getting spectators out there, getting people, getting the people excited about triathlon. Um, and yeah, it, it's cool. And I mean, for us too, it's like something else to focus on. Um, I, it's kind of cool too for me because I definitely wouldn't say that I was like the sprintiest person um, as a junior U23. Like I was, I was like, oh my God, I only want to do standard distance, like Olympic distance all the way. And then as I've aged throughout my career, I feel like I've gotten actually better at some of the shorter distance stuff. Um, so yeah, it's cool. Why not? Just like mix it up, keep triathlon interesting, keep people interested. 
um, I think it's cool to th throw new formats out there and um, just, yeah, see, see what sticks. For the relay, I, I don't know how much you sort of saw of it at the start of Yokohama, but like, you know, you guys coming out through the new branding and things look pretty cool on telly. We liked that. Oh, did it look cool? Yeah. That was what I was worried about. I didn't know. I actually thought about doing a cartwheel. Oh. Yeah. But, but then I remembered I can't actually do a cartwheel. So I had to nix that plan. But I wanted a broken nose. <laughs> and I already had a broken nose. So I kept a pretty low dramas um for that but i was wondering how cool that looked because it was pretty dope to walk out and you're like alternating oh so cool no i felt like i was in the ufc i was like oh my god i didn't know if i should like box for a second like ugh, it was really cool I, I need to work on my moves though obviously because yeah. i didn't do anything memorable god yeah that you can set the ball rolling here and just kind of create it's gonna be the new thing that's like what people are going to think about more now before racing you're not thinking about the start you're what are you going to do when you go out in front of the uh, totally and then like fame and fortune awaits it's been i think people are more inclined to do it on the mixed relay because you know there's four of you and you're all a bit more like hey let's do something so there's been some like okay, one second we're just knocking on my door hello you should have spoken portuguese to them because... <laughs> yeah so the 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 team's kind of arriving or coming out together you know there's been some i can't remember there was, oh it was matt sharp or maybe that wasn't coming out doing some sort of good air punching and stuff you know oh yeah that jazz is it's kind of good <laughs> and as i've done on a few of these podcasts talking about the music that you come out to because like mm -hmm. you know are we going to get to customize that eventually well there's been a little customization going on already mm -hmm. i don't know what it was before actually did everyone just go out to the same music presumably yes. So, um, all right, I'm going to play what I think is going to be your music on Friday. Um, but before I do, what would what would be your music of choice? Style, first of all, you know, if you were wanting to get like hyped up because, um, you know, I've got a terrible feeling that this might not be what you're after. <laughs> well, I mean, I think being from Canada, we've got to have some Drake. Oh, okay. yeah. Some hotline bling or something wouldn't that's not yeah. really <laughs> hotline bling could work um i i mean justin bieber could be an option too also canadian but i'm gonna say drake we need some sort of like heavy rap thrown down for us mm -hmm. all right but i don't i'm, I'm curious to see what we actually do right. have I just, and this may not sound this may not come down the wires terribly well but um let's give right. it a well hold on avril lavigne also canadian yeah oh skater boy would have been good skater boy would have been good Oh, the face says it all. <laughs> oh, Lord, who picked that? You don't that? think that's going to get Matt Sharp air punching or anything, no? Oh, that's not going to get him fired up at all. Oh, Steppenwolf. No. <laughs> oh, no. Do you, can you tell me who chose that and I can get them fired? Uh, I could, except it was me, so please don't. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I think I'm on about a 20% success rate so far with people with just a niche lag, like the German one. He was well into that. So that was good. Okay. I actually um, uh, retired. Yeah. Name completely escapes. Uh, Simmons. Yeah, I wanted to say Russell Simmons. I could, I could only think of Russell Simmons. 
uh he he liked the key the, the the new zealand one um right. i think like if you're brazilian you're gonna have to like this one right hold on all right let's hear it Okay, why can't that be the Canadian one? Because <laughs> Canada doesn't have that little swing, unfortunately. Yeah, swing? Come on. Especially in carp. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, you know, there's 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 room for maneuver. For me, yeah, maybe. And there has to be. Yeah, definitely. Response. <laughs> Look at me and Drake. Maybe. I'm trying to think about who else we have that would be good, but. I'm sure you can give a Canadian artist. Yeah. Celine Dion, something like that. I mean, even Celine would be better than Steppenwolf. What? Really? Yeah. You know who's a huge Celine Dion fan? Tell me. Jessica Learmont. Whoa. She, would... went, she went to Vegas to watch Celine. Yeah. Like when? Sort of. Did, yeah, does Celine, does she still do that kind of thing? Is she on in the middle of like a 10 year residency or something? She's ageless. <laughs> I meant specifically Vegas, because uh, Britney uh, obviously Britney did a she was a famous Vegas, wasn't she? But I'm not sure that's happening anymore. No, Selena will be there forever. She is literally immortal. Yeah, yeah. But Vegas I'm, incarnate. Vegas <laughs> incarnate. But yeah, Jess went. I don't know how many years ago. You'll have to ask her. But she is, yeah, she is the biggest Celine Dion fan that I have ever met. Yeesh. Uh, and you got any sort of um you know musical guilty pleasures i've been, yeah i've been to um a dixie chick i've been to three dixie chicks concerts actually yeah country all yeah. the way when i was growing up is all i listened to oh dixie. yeah well that's i mean that's that's a fun gig right there right i mean people literally whooping it up mm -hmm. whooping it up never heard that term before whooping but it up. I don't think <laughs> never sounded so middle-aged yeah <laughs> <laughs> Do you like disco? <laughs> Is that what you kids are doing these days? Whooping it up? Whooping it up. Um, any other, many other folk in Lisbon yet? Have you, you know, are they, are they starting to descend already? Your fellow? Yeah, Lisbon's getting busy. We, um, I think the, some of the French are here now. Uh, pretty much all the Canadians are here. My American buddies. Um, but we haven't seen too, too many people. I think everybody's being pretty careful with COVID, kind of staying isolated. Mm -hmm. um, could you eat in a restaurant there if you wanted to? You could if you wanted to. It's I open. think a lot of outdoor seating. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, everything, it seemed pretty normal here. A lot of masks. Um, but yeah, it's pretty chilled, I would say, for sure. Mm. See the, the French team just uh, confirmed for the old Tokyo, right? Did, were you surprised by anything? Uh, not really. Men, definitely not. I, and Emily could obviously still get in, couldn't she? So that would be, mm -hmm. I mean, that's pr six pretty strong contenders right there. No? That, that their relay team is going to be freaking dangerous, man. Dangerous indeed. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, I always think there's got to be some kind of good mind games to be had in the holding pen where you're all lined up and nobody knows what's going on and there's some poor technical official trying to get you in the right order and no oh. i'm always the one too who's like they're like team canada team canada where's number three and i'm like off chatting with whoever over in like 10 you know 100 meters away I'm like i'm talking to my friends i'll be there in a minute 
<laughs> and I just, just line up, come on. But yeah, you could definitely play some pretty shifty mind games if you wanted to in that bullpen. Yeah. Um, yeah I feel like I, I'm going to need to shake it up a bit. I was like thinking maybe I just like shove a whole bunch of rubber snakes in my suit and just start pulling them out and throwing them all over the place or I don't know that was I just honestly I don't know how I thought of that it was the first thing I did but um I'm gonna need yeah obviously yeah never thought of that before no (laughs) (laughs) I haven't thought this through another thing I miss about the UK grocery deliveries in like and it's so convenient well, I'm not not to sound unprofessional, but that's what was at my door earlier when I had to. Oh, that's what was there. Boot off. <laughs> Ten minutes early, he was. Oh. So the one time. What service do you use? Avocado. I use Avocado too. Pretty good, aren't they? I used to call Akadu. <laughs> of um. course. <laughs> and the only one that does acai. So uh, I don't know if you're. What did you say? The. Brazilian super fruit acai, but oh. they, they're the only one that will do it, so it has to be. You like the acai? Yeah. You not heard of it? I have. I just haven't heard it pronounced that way before. <laughs> also, is um, Akado doing MS now? Yeah. Mm. See, I, I yeah. wasn't. I was going to sw- stick around for that switch. So you just left and went, got in a van and went around Canada instead. I was like, you know what, Akado, Akadu. Tipping point. I'm gonna go to Canada. Akadu, will do. (laughs) Oh wow! (laughs) What was the other one you used? I can't remember that, but that might have been worse. (laughs) (laughs) Whooping it up. Whooping it up. Yeah. All right. Great. (laughs) Um. Well, on that bombshell. And this is going to take quite a lot of editing together now. So yeah. <laughs> You're like chopping out. So to do. try and find 10 minutes in here that actually works. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's been excellent. And, and, you know, it's after doing these for a year with sort of no racing to sort of discuss and whatnot as well. It's, um, it's really nice. Like talking to Heli when he was just halfway home, even it was like, this is, this feels good. This is nice. Mm-hmm getting the inside scoops yeah and i hope the nose doesn't hamper your swim too much yeah. i mean my my future aspirations as a nose model are now completely crushed but i mean such such is life right is life the kleenex commercials are gonna have to be put on hold yes true all right thanks ever so much have a super afternoon yeah thank you so much Akadoodle do <laughs> have a good one over there and from. <laughs> <laughs>